Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Ian, and this is very cool right now on a conference call. I've got Cody, I believe, in Tennessee. I've got Britain in Florida. I've got Wage War on the phone. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. I'm doing great. There you go. So let's start off right away. Cody, right now, like I said, I, I believe you're in Tennessee. Britain is in Florida right now. So is this like a little off time for the holidays before you guys go on your, you know, your European tour? Yeah, we, um, this is like the first time we've been home for the holidays in like four years. Wow. Uh, which is cool. So yeah, we, our last show was the first and I don't think we head back out till January. So we're just soaking up the time that we have with our, uh, with our family and friends. Oh yeah. It's, it's nice to, uh, get some presents this year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you guys are constantly touring all the time. I know, Britton, we talked off air a little bit. You're feeling a little under the weather today. Hopefully that, you know, that passes hopefully soon, but maybe a little bit of rest and relaxation actually isn't even what you guys are used to anymore. Yeah, that is that is very true. Sometimes, like we get off the door, I get, you know, you get home, you're just like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that happens. Like it happens like two days in, you're just yeah. like, all right, cool, got to sleep in my own bed, ate my favorite food, and now what? <laughs> well, I guess that does. I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about it before, but. When you're, you know, when you are home, when you get this time, and then when you're prepping for a big European tour, you'll have, you know, long plane rides, you'll have layovers, you'll have all that kind of stuff. What do you guys do with your time that isn't music related? Um, I, I play a lot of my like Nintendo Switch and stuff like that. I know a lot of the guys in the band have that. Nice. Um, definitely catch up on a lot of shows, things like that. You know, just boring kind of <laughs> grandpa stuff. <laughs> yeah, we know we Netflix and uh. I don't know. I honestly like I listen to music so much, like basically at all times of the day. So I probably listen to more music than everyone else, but I'm pretty much always have my headphones in just vibing. What was your Spotify, you know, end of the year rap thing that everyone was sharing? What what my was that Spotify like for you? Rap? Yeah, what was that for you? Uh let me see. I got it right here actually. I screenshotted it. Uh my top artists were uh Laney, the Bank Camino, Florida Georgia Line, Morgan Wallen, and Dana Shea. Wow. So, a- AKA nothing, nothing metal. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brendan? Yeah. Do you do the same thing? Uh, my, my Spotify is messed up since I share, share it with my girlfriend. So, it's uh-huh. literally just like Taylor Swift all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> but, Brendan, what does your girlfriend listen to? Uh, it was just like a lot of Taylor Swift and Post Malone. So, I'm like, I got you. My, my, my entire like uh, playlist thing's so screwed up. I don't even know what I was listening to. No, I, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Well, I know, I mean, I know from hearing you guys talk in the past that you do have a very varied, you know, sense of music and what you listen mm-hmm. to. I know a lot of it, just like you said, Cody, is relatively country music and some pop music in there as well. So that is, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I've talked to a lot of bands. I actually find that that happens a lot, that there are only certain bands that will listen only to the scene of music that they're in, but it is very varied with a lot of other bands, do you think that helps or hinders when you guys are actually making music? I think that helps a lot. Um, you know, you know, if you listen to the same thing all the time, it, it's kind of hard to think out of the box, at least for me. Um, and I, and I know we kind of like experimented with kind of different sounds on the last record. So yeah, I would, I would say it helps. What about you, Cody? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would agree. Um, you know, especially when, you know, metal core, I guess is what we're going to call what, 
our the box our band is, is fit in most of the time like it's been around for almost 20 years mm-hmm. and uh you know the limits have really already been pushed like you got bands doing you know salsa breaks in their music you got you know <laughs> pop elements finding their way in there and i think it's important if we're going to grow um if we're going to grow musically and, and sonically and whatnot i think it's important to vary what you listen to and um I think people would be surprised how many things we have like referenced and uh, and like put in our songs and ideas that we've gotten that are not even close to like the style of music that it is. But yeah. the uh, the idea came from some Justin Bieber song, ah, but it's okay. in a song with a breakdown. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's crazy how like you can really find ways to um, to grow yourself and just and, and just like as creatives like you just want to be always learning and always growing and i feel like that's what you can take away from different styles of music for sure now let me focus a little bit on when you talk about growing because i know and i'm sure you guys know as well pressure has been relatively divisive you've got people that love the direction that you went in and you've got people that are like oh man why can't they just continue with me- with metalcore why all these different styles in there so when you talk about growth through listening to different styles of music and implementing them, do you mean always growing away from metalcore, or is it the technicality or songwriting that you're talking about when you say that? I would probably say the technicality and the songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, like you know, like we know we're a heavy band and we're always going to be a heavy band. Like I know that's what you know. It's the foundation on which our band was built, and we all love heavy music. Um, and we, when we decided to, that we wanted to really like step out of the boundaries on this record, we wanted to challenge ourselves. You know, we've got, we've got two albums of just straight textbook metalcore, and, uh, and we're really proud of those albums and we still love those songs. And there are still songs like that on pressure, yeah. but there's also a whole bunch of, of other stuff that we really started working with. And, uh, you know, when you're playing 15 songs a night and, uh, you're playing, you know, 150, 200 shows a year uh you know naturally you're going to want to try to do something a little bit different uh, maybe add some dynamics in your set something that would make a show more of an experience than other other than just you know watching you know kids beat each other up which obviously we have no problem with um so yeah i mean i i don't think we are i don't think that the the goal is to grow away from uh metal core as you would have it i think um i think something that's been cool about our band that we've seen on this last tour is like i feel like we're the band that's the bridge or the gateway into like other metalcore like there were literally girls bringing their boyfriends like to our shows and they would be like yeah i don't even like this kind of music but somebody showed me this song and like i really love your band and it's like if our band can be the band that people listen to and then find out about all of these other great bands that exist that you know maybe don't sound exactly like us but you know we share similar parts or, or or you know styles of music like i feel like that is a really cool niche for us is just being the band that you know you don't necessarily like screaming in your music or whatever but you listen to our band it's like wow this is like blended and it's like cool and whatever so right. i don't know i feel like that's where we where, where we fit in right now um and who's to say that our next record isn't our heaviest record ever and <laughs> you know i got i just for the time and the place that's what pressure was to us and we're uh, we're super proud of it so absolutely Britton, are you on the same page on that one too yeah, absolutely. I don't think I could say any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's that's perfect. Yeah. So let me go back to something you mentioned, Cody, when you talk about people beating themselves up in, you know, mosh pits and whatever else is going on, you know, when you guys are playing live. Now I've seen yeah. you guys many a time live and I've seen some amazing crowd reactions. Can you guys think of 
one in particular each where you were like, holy shit, I can't believe that this is actually happening while we're on stage doing this. Are you talking like the more brutal aspect? Yeah, because I know um. I know. recently I saw that some people were like actually dancing during one of yeah. your songs. So that's a little bit new, I would assume. Um, I, I would have to say, I don't know. I, I would, I'll probably have to get on the train of like our, our most craziest crowd was the last show of our uh, tour on the pressure tour. Yeah. It was, it was just like people were going nuts in the pit, tons of crowd surfing. And, um, yeah, uh, I mean, that was probably the craziest thing I've ever seen that we've had. What about you, Cody? I guess I really don't know off the top of my head. I'm ba- I'm looking down at my frets a lot when I'm playing, <laughs> so sure. uh, I don't know if I necessarily always have the time. Um, we've done like wall of deaths before, and like I swear there are times where I just see somebody disappear. Yeah, like some kid <laughs> always wants to stand in the middle, and then they go, and then that kid is like wiped off the face of the earth, and right. so that you know, I don't really think I have a specific show for that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean it's cool. <laughs> Not a problem at all. I mean, I have seen many, many a humongous, humongous mosh pit for everything you guys have been doing. So that's always been fun for me, uh, you know, on the outside there. Well, let me go back to something that you had mentioned, Britton, for that Mm -hmm. last show on the tour, I believe. Was that the one at House of Blues in Orlando, Florida? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was, to this day, that's the biggest crowd you guys have played for, right? Absolutely, yeah. It was our biggest headlining show we've ever played. So I know that had to have meant something big for you guys. Can you go into a little bit? I know it's a little sappy, and I'm sure you've mentioned it before, yeah. but what was that like for you guys? Um, that, that show was really special to me because that's the uh, the home venue I grew up going to as a kid. You know, I remember going there at 15, 16 years old, like seeing my heroes and seeing things like Under Earth and things like that play there. Yeah. So to, so to come and actually play it for the first time, which is so insane that we live in Florida. We've never played that venue. Wow. And uh, yeah, last last show of the tour, and we sold it out. So it was very like nostalgic for me. Cody, what about you? I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the same thing Britton said. Yeah. Um, I mean, I straight up cried. Well, I think we both. You, did you cry, Britton? I think you, you, Ab- you choked up. Ab- absolutely. You? <laughs> yeah. Britton started talking, and then Britton choked up, and then Britton choked me up, and then we just... It was a whole thing, but, uh, yeah, no, it was like Britton said, like, you know, my, my experience with how I thought this was going to go is okay, cool. So maybe we play house of blues two or three times supporting, and then we headline it once and then we don't sell it out all the way. And then we go back, but to show up to that for the first time and sell it out was just like the craziest thing ever to us. Um, and like, I feel like I say this a lot, but like, as terms of our band, our band goes like we're we're very thankful for every step along the way because like I think deep down it's like this was really never supposed to go this far like you know we always we always had a lot of fun doing it and always wanted to do it for um you know for a living but the likelihood of of being able to make music your career yeah. uh, especially in this climate for music in general or even just the world right now it's just it's crazy so it's just like it's very humbling and it's very um. I don't know. It's just, we're, we're super thankful. Yeah. That's a really good outlook to have. I mean, you guys have blown up. You've been around for a long time, so let's not discount that. But mm-hmm. you really, for sure, hit the scene really hard when you had Blueprints come out. And it's just been upward momentum from then. So by, by keeping humble, that definitely helps. Is that how you guys have kind of dealt with the fame and the popularity that's come these last four years? 
Yeah, I think we've been just really grinding, like getting ourselves out there and playing a lot of tours and a lot of shows. Um, yeah, I, I think that kept us busy. And, you know, and uh, while we're on the road, I know Cody likes to ride a lot and things like that. So, um, yeah, ever ever since we really started getting going, I, I think we haven't stopped. And um, hopefully it'll stop for a while. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of the keep your head down and, and go approach, you know, like we try not to ever let anything like, you know, get to our heads or anything like I feel like staying in that state of mind not only keep, keeps us better friends, but um, it just kind of helps the band and everything involved with it just move along smoother. And then, you know, you'll never find your place. You'll never find yourself in a place of like discontentment if you're always thankful for what's around you and what you get to do. So right. um, that's where that's where we try to live. Yeah. Yeah, no, to be very cliche and to quote someone that you guys know very well, keep your hopes up high <laughs> and your head down low. So there you go. sorry, I couldn't even get through go. it. That was so bad. I shouldn't have even said it. So <laughs> let's let's move on like I didn't. And let's talk about the European tour. Now, this isn't your first time in the UK in Europe, but you guys are going there in January. You're gonna be there with Dead and Thornhill. I mean, Thornhill just put out an amazing album, The Dark Pool. You guys are going to be over there. And what I also noticed was you guys are going to be doing, for some of your VIPs, you're going to be doing a pre-show acoustic set as well. When did you guys decide you wanted to you know, incorporate something like that? Um, I, I think it's the it's our first headliner ever and um, that we've done in the UK and Europe. So I think it'd be kind of cool to you know hang out with some of the, the people coming out and give them something a little special. And um, yeah. I've been listening to a little bit of Thornhill and Dead. I know Thornhill's new album's pretty banger, so yeah, I think sh- I think those shows are going to be really fun. For sure. Yeah, yeah, both uh, both Ripper bands for sure. Um, probably like two years ago, we put out like a stripped version uh, of our song called Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it seemingly did pretty well. Like some like seemed like everybody could kind of meet in the middle and be cool with it. So we just kind of ran with it. We did another one for Gravity, and then. Um, on this last uh, on the pressure tour here in um, the states, uh, we started do we did the same thing with the VIP. We played two acoustic songs, so yeah, uh, it just offers like a an exclusive like experience. Like we're not really doing that on stage yet, so um, it's just kind of a cool thing that you know if you you know want to come see the VIP, like you get to get that experience. It's kind of like a campfire vibe. Like yeah, we have like everybody's on a, you know, we're on acoustics. We got a little cajon, we got an acoustic bass. So it's just kind of like a very unique, uh, something that people can like take away with them as like, they got to see this when it's not necessarily something that we're, we're doing yet. So right. it's gone really well and we had a lot of fun with it. So I'm excited to see how it goes in, in Europe. That's very cool. And you, you did say the word yet when you were talking about that. So is it something that you're going to kind of see how things continue to work? And then maybe that's something you'll end up incorporating in the future. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. Um, you know, I think the goal of our band as a live show is like, I kind of said it earlier, but like we want it to be an experience yeah, uh, and not necessarily just people watching a band play shows for or a band play songs for like an hour and a half. Um, so I think being able to have the songs that facilitate that kind of thing, like, all right, cool. Here's your block of songs where you're just going to get your face melted. And then, you know, we bring it down a little bit and, you know, maybe do something that everyone can kind of just catch their breath and sing along when, whether that's crowd interaction stuff or like cool light stuff or whatever, but being able to have an experience where it feels like you really just strip the whole thing down from like down tuned, uh, you know, electric guitars, breakdowns and stuff. And then the fact that 
being a band that can go from that to, you know, a quaint little setup on stage that, you know, just kind of feels more intimate. It would definitely be a goal of mine. Yeah. Um, because I feel like wage war is all of those things. Um, so, you know, being able to, to do all of that stuff would be a really cool thing, though a lot of work. <laughs> yes, I, I would imagine so. But yeah, I think over your career, you've actually, I mean, you've definitely shown that you guys are very versatile and you can go ahead and do things like that. And I think a lot of bands now have really shown that that's a viable way of making money and connecting with fans to actually go out on an all-acoustic tour. Yeah, I know. Um I don't know where that where that lands for us quite yet, but it's definitely <laughs> not something we'd be opposed to by any means. I can understand yeah. that. Go ahead, Britton. I was just I was just putting in saying yeah. Um green. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, see that's why it's always hard with conference calls. I'm always like, wait a second, yeah. does someone want to have a whole thing or yeah. All right. <laughs> Let me go ahead and concentrate on Europe for just a second. You know, you've been there before. Do you guys actually have places that you're looking forward to going, either places you've been before? or new places that you guys are really looking forward to? I think my favorite ones are usually UK and Germany. Um, Germany's always got that that fun crowd. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think they got a really big metal vein there, so they do. that's always fun. And then uh, the UK always goes off. It's just like an, another place from home. So Very cool. Yeah, UK is definitely sick. I'm looking at the, I'm pulling up the concert flyer here. Yeah. Um, yeah, London is, specifically London, uh, you know, it's always great. Uh, Bristol's great. Really, they're all great. I guess, yeah, the whole, the UK as a whole. <laughs> sure. Um, we really always enjoy Amsterdam. It's just <laughs> such a crazy, cool place. Um, we always go and walk around and just kind of see. There's, like, a lot of stuff to see and do there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Antwerp, Belgium is always cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it it's all cool stuff. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think there's a place I'm bummed we're going, but yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, then on top of that, I think if I'm not mistaken, after that entire tour, and that's a pretty long tour as well, when you're done with that, aren't you going to Australia as well? We Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a long, long flight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Britton, you got to really, really get better. So <laughs> when you yeah, get over yeah. there, that's going to be insane. Do you guys have yeah. any issues with flying that kind of distance? Like, uh, is anyone afraid of flying or have issues with being like, for me, I'm six I, five. It's tough to I fly. mean, I mean, I don't like it at all, but uh, I think I think Cody probably does it does with it a little worse than I do. Yeah, I, I have major issues flying. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I, that's still something. Like as soon as you said the word Australia, like my body shivered. Oh no. <laughs> but you know it's fine I, I can't i can't let it conquer my life because part of what we do now is flying everywhere to play to play gigs so yeah, yeah it'll be fine there's there's wonderful medications these days that'll knock you right out for <laughs> for 14 hours but True. yeah i'm you know i'm bummed on that but um you know polaris are such amazing people we oh, met yeah. them on this last tour yep uh and the last time we went to australia we had a good time too so um, you know, it'll, it'll be fine. I, everything will work out, but yeah, I don't like to think about it too much. <laughs> Understood. I'll, I'll just have one more thing to mention about it and then we'll stop with the whole flying thing. So one of the other people you're playing with in Australia is Crystal Lake. And I forget, have you guys ever played with them before? Yeah, we played that with them in Japan this year. Okay. So, you know, you know how cool guys they are and you know, oh, yeah. their show and everything and how amazing they can be. Yeah, they're, they're insane. We had to play. So we played, it was 
they opened the show and then we played and then cold rain played and it uh. felt like it was the wrong order because <laughs> i feel like we should have opened because they just flattened the stage so it's a very hard band to follow yeah they they, they destroyed it <laughs> yeah i demand so well flying aside what has and i've talked to some bands that have been able to go over to J- go over to japan and play what was that experience has that been the most different experience you guys have had when you've gone overseas uh yeah i would say so so we've been twice actually which is cool um but yeah i mean it's probably the most difficult for me because i'm a picky eater and you can't just really go and get a cheeseburger anywhere um (laughs) so it's a lot of sushi and um really interesting things that i wouldn't normally eat like sea urchin and octopus and horse um (laughs) And so, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I, well, there is Ichiran, though. I'll eat Ichiran every single day. What's Ichiran? What is that? It's uh, it's like the best ramen you've ever had in your oh, life. Oh, okay. All right, there we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, there's very much like a culture shock. Um, but it's so cool. It's so clean there. And uh, everyone is just, you know, super about whatever they're doing. Like, everyone's just seems really busy all the time. So, yeah. Do you guys like anime or any of the culture things like that? Um, I'm not really big into that. No, to <laughs> <if I'm> be <being> honest. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Cody? No, not no, at all. Not so much. <laughs> yeah, even less than whatever Britain is. <laughs> oh, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> what about American Ninja Warrior or anything like that? I mean, I'll watch it if it's on like Thanksgiving or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's go. We're gonna leave that behind. We're gonna switch gears. Let's go all the way back a little bit. And I think, you know, most people in the scene know that back in the day you guys were known as Empires and that was the name of the band. You guys had an EP that was out. I don't need to know about why you changed or anything like that, but what was the transition like? What was it like to go from Empires to Wage War to sign with Fearless? What was that whole experience like for you guys? Uh I mean, there's actually a, sk- a step that skipped and that's when we changed our name to War Within. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I'll give you I'll give you the very I'll give you the skinny story. So sure. we were Empires, we put out an EP. There was another Empires from Chicago that had it trademarked, so we had to change the name. We changed ah. it to War Within. Uh played one show under that name. Uh it was a relatively big show, which was a homecoming show with a date to remember in 2012. Yep. Uh we got a cease and desist from a band called Wage War in Nashville, of all places. Uh, and they were a bar band, I think. Um, hadn't been active, but they just had the name. So we were, we ordered these two scrims with W's on them. And it's like, well, I don't want to let these go to waste. So <laughs> we came up with another WW name, which was Wage War. Um, things kind of started moving quickly after that. And um, we got plugged in with the right people. And, um, you know, as, as we started cranking out music, we were sending it out. And uh, it's really the old fashioned way you just send the song to uh, A&R to record label and the yeah. rest is history. So what was the process like of were you I mean, obviously you had to deal with things. You had to change your name. But were you worried at that time? Because there, there are a lot of bands that have to do similar things. But just as a band yourselves, were you worried that that kind of thing was the end or did you know that you were going to be able to keep on going? We were still a relatively small band, so, you know, I think we were known around Florida, uh, maybe had some random, you know, outside listeners from outside, but uh, for the most part, it was just kind of like Central Florida, Ocala, Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville was really where we 
complete gold mine for that band. So, uh, but you know, I, I'm sure we were very adamant on posts and check out the new name, new yeah. blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think, I don't think the end was very scary for us because it, you know, we weren't really anywhere yet. So, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Britton, was that the same kind of feeling for you as well? Um, no, like, like Cody said, we were re- relatively small. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think the name really changed anything in, until, like, you know, we started actually making up or getting momentum, like, doing stuff. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's. right. I've done this with a few people on the show before. I just want to know, because I, I kind of want to say, you know, Cody's doing rhythm guitar, and then you, you start talking about vocals. So mm-hmm. I just want to know, do you guys have a preference over screaming, clean vocals, unclean vocals? Because I know a lot of people are very adamant in one or the other direction. Um, I don't know. Like, we just, it's always kind of been a facet of our band. So, we, you know, I've never really thought about it as it's this or that. It's like, well, we listen to really heavy music and we listen to really melodic music. So. You know, it makes sense that, okay, I want to put a chorus hook in here, but I also want to put uh, a really heavy part here, and then we'll just somehow find a way to glue it all together so it sounds somewhat cohesive. Right. Uh, which I think we normally do decently well. And, yes, you know, and it's agree. not always it's not always that. Like, you know, we have a song called Stitch that yes. literally we wrote it, and it was just like, okay, yeah, cool, yeah, we don't, need to, we don't need to sing in this song. And then we've got songs like, grave or gravity where it's just like okay cool well we don't need to scream in this song so it's never really like a never like a we have to do both these things because i know realize that there are people that don't like our band because of me and that's totally fine uh but i feel like we always try to have the catalog that satisfies you know because how many people really listen to 12 songs on an album it's like you got your big hitters and that's it so you want a heavy song with no singing here's stitch you know here's fury here's you know, whatever songs. And if you like the singing, it's like, then here's this too. So it's kind of just an all over, you know, trying to give, give people what they want, but do what we want to do. Yeah. He nailed, he nailed that on the head for me too. <laughs> yeah. That's why I mean, I figured you guys are on the same page a lot on this stuff, but let me, let me apologize a little bit for a second. So apparently I haven't been, I, I haven't been doing this long enough. Seven years is not enough because I think I messed up the way that I said that question. So as much as I appreciate that answer, and we'll expand on that a little bit because I liked what you said, what I actually meant on that was the actual verbiage, the, the vocabulary for saying singing or clean vocals or screaming and unclean vocals. Do you guys have a stance on that? Because that's something that people are debating in the scene all the time for some reason. I think we just do things that feel good that, that we like, you know. Um... Like I think we, Cody, we're, we're yeah. missing the answer. We're missing the oh, answer. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, I understand now. Okay, uh, all right. We just call it. We just call it singing and screaming. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. It's all good. No, it's our bad, dude. I just, I was like selective hearing there. It's like no, okay. I, I totally get it. So yeah, singing, singing and screaming. I, I just, I had that discussion with Telly Smith, and I had it with. Andy Sizek and a couple of other people on the show as well, where there are just these really hardcore stances on the way people want to talk about it. So I can totally, I, I get the singing, screaming thing for sure. So let me work off that a little bit here. 
obviously you guys have songs that are, you know, some of them are, you know, only singing now, and then you have some of them that are only screaming, and then you have a, a great mix of both. Since you both are doing vocals, and then now, Britton, you're doing, you know, your actual singing as well. Mm-hmm. How do you guys decide on who's going to do what when you guys are writing? How do you decide on I'm going to do this, you're going to do that? Is it more cohesive than that, or do you actually piecemeal it out? Um, I think Brittany and I have very different sounds, even though we're doing the same thing as far as like we're both singing at parts. But um, you know, Britton has like a you know, at least thus far, and it's kind of been a newer thing for him that he's been crushing and really just like stepped up to the plate on this record and is like, I want to do this. And I was like, all right, here we go. And he really knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah, for sure. But Britain has a very like cool, like aggressive. It's like, it's like an in-between. It's like, it's the perfect transition between uh, what we already do into me. So it's just kind of a, uh, it's just kind of a cool, like raspy singing that's like still very aggressive and I don't have a very aggressive voice uh, as much as I try and would like to. (laughs) So it's, it's kind of, you know, it's just kind of on what we're hearing on the part, you know, like there's songs on, especially pressure where, you know, Britain's singing essentially the whole song or uh, he'll be on the verse or he'll be on the chorus or, you know, it's just kind of like we, at this point we just kind of hear, you know, where, where each other is. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Let's expand on that just a little bit then. So, Britton, for you, mm-hmm. I know you've gone into details, I'm sure, with a lot of people on this, but when you came into the studio, you went ahead and you knocked it out of the park with the, you know, with the singing part that you're doing. When did you actually decide and how did you decide that that was something you wanted to do? Um, I, I think it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, it's something new and challenging also. You know, I've been doing the heavy stuff for a long, long time, so... You know, we were writing different things and kind of stepping outside of the box. And I think it was time for me to, you know, try it out. And it worked. So, yeah. Was there anything that you guys did for vocal lessons, whether it was singing or screaming? Uh, we did a, lit, a little bit um, with Mama Jan from Atlanta. So she was really good. Yeah. She kind of, yeah, she kind of just kind of opened me up. And then working with Cody and, and doing more things, I, I got a lot more um, comfortable and feeling better about it so and doing the pressure tour every day doing the um acoustic stuff like it helped me a lot too so yeah was there anything now that you have to do differently for like warm-ups or things you have to do to make sure that your throat is clear um yeah we do warm-ups but sometimes i'm a little lazy and i don't so (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you have to deal with any repercussions you know the night after or something um, sometimes my voice gets a little tired if I'm, you know, not feeling the best, but, uh, it's usually been pretty good lately. So. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Well now, Cody, let me go back to something that you mentioned before. I get, I get the feeling that you read internet comments when you say you feel like some people don't want you, like you specifically in the band. Is that true? Yeah. I'm a big comment reader <laughs> and I'm trying to stop, but you can't you can't help it when you put something that you're so invested in out on the internet and want to see what people think about it. Yeah, that's a I got to say that's a really bad trait. I mean, I know I do the same thing as well, but that's got to be tough. I mean, are you able to balance out enough though? Like do you only focus on the negative or are you also looking at the positive too? Um, I feel like my mind probably uh, you know, reads towards the negative just because those are the ones that shock you the most. Sure. 
Um, you know, and it, not to say that a nice comment doesn't go a very long way, because um, we've had some really awesome stuff. But yeah, I mean, you'll read, you'll read twenty comments of a row of people just being like, "This is awesome! This is amazing!" And then the next person's like, "Trash!" And then you're just like, "Okay, show me your band." You know what I mean? Like, you have so many things you want to type out and say, and you never do. Or yeah, we don't ever give it any attention. No. Like, I don't think we have ever personally or from the band responded to anything anyone has ever said. Because it's like, why give it the light of day? Exactly. Uh, and, you know, people just want their five seconds of fame. And if they can post something that, you know, is controversial or they think will get likes or whatever, it's like they'll do it. But, you know, they'll fade away just as fast. So Right. Until you said that last part, I was going to ask you if there had been anything that you had read that was so utterly ridiculous that you couldn't even believe it because I can share with you a personal thing for me. So I've been doing these podcasts for a really long time. I've had like a relationship one before. I had one where I've done movies as well. And I tend to get death threats from uh, DC fans. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's the weirdest. It's still the strangest thing to me. And what I do is when they when they try and when literally they will wish death upon me or they'll threaten me with death, I normally ask them what their mother's name is. And then if it's not the same as mine, then I'm like, oh, I guess we really can't be friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Like the thing that makes me feel, or the thing that is like insane to me is when like people will go on the internet and start talking, like narrating what they thought happened as if it's fact. Ah. And it's like didn't happen at all it's like oh yeah so and so wrote this entire song and and then they're in the background vocals and then uh like there are literally comments out there of people stating as fact what they think happened and like none of it happened like it's just it's so funny to me uh yeah it's you know it's a whole thing man and people just i'm not gonna you know call it by my name but there are certainly threads on the internet uh of people that think they're, you know, just elitists oh, on, sure. on, on the topic of, you know, whatever kind of music we call this, just heavy music in general. Um, and it's just sad that we're at a place where, you know, you can't just, you know, if you like something, cool, post about it. Right. If you don't like it, don't say anything about it. Like, <laughs> it's not a it's not a really hard concept to grasp, and I feel like that. I mean, we could we could dive this way deeper than just music, but I feel oh, like sure. that's why. There's so much depression and anxiety in society these days because people are just we're just cutting people down for absolutely no reason. Like, oh, it makes me feel better that I said this about this person or whatever. It's just it's all stupid, man. And if if we just supported the things we loved and kept quiet about the things we don't, we'd just be in a much better spot. But sure. That's uh that's my simple mind. No, that's I mean, that's that's well put. Britain <laughs> on your end. Um you know, you have the same thing with social media. How do you normally feel? I usually just ignore it, man. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, people are going to just gripe about things and, you know, they're not going to help you out and get ahead and, and later on. So, you know, just be happy with the fans you got and keep moving on. Well, now, just to build on that a little bit, but taken in a kind of a different direction. So I had mentioned before, and, you know, you talk about comments of like, hey, I love this. And then, hey, this is trash or, you know, whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be. One of the interesting or i would say very interesting trends in you know like you said like quote unquote heavy music right now the scene music is that you've got a shift of bands really putting a lot of pop elements 
into their music. And you see that with a lot of the bigger bands in the scene. Obviously, you guys mentioned you've got a mix of it, but there's still, you know, there's obviously more radio-friendly, however you want to say it, tracks on Pressure, you know, than there were on Blueprints and, you know, on Deadweight, even though Deadweight still had some as well. My question would be, why do you think we don't get the pop stars coming over to this style of music but we've got people in this style of music kind of going over more towards pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think simply put, I, I think I think metal is at one of the best spots it's ever been in, you know, probably since the 80s as far as relevancy. And like, you know, you got, um, you know, you got big bands that are, you know, still massive bands like Metallica still being like top grossing bands which is great um but i don't think it's a secret that heavy music in general is very much a niche genre right um and you know like if you play if you were to randomly select 10 people sit them down and then play them taylor swift versus playing them like wage war i would say about you know eight out of ten of those people are going to pick taylor swift sure um you know and, and you know like and that's what is now considered you know popular music um you know, I saw a post the other day from, uh, I think it was Aaron from Of Mice tweeted it, but it was like a picture of the lineups, like the nominations for the VMAs in like 1984 or something. Yeah. And it was so cool because you had all these like, you know, big pop stars, uh, you know, don't quote me on that year or this artist and <laughs> what time they were around, but it was like, I think it was like, you know, Madonna and like people like that. And then in that same category, you had like Metallica and like, um, you know, Megadeth or like whatever. It was sure. just like it was the the playing field was so much more level, and now pop music is just it's just taken over. And like I watched the um, what was that? Oh, the American Music Awards. I think is what was your song. Yeah. And it's crazy that you watch the pop rock category, and there wasn't one single rock band yes. in there. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. I think taylor swift's new album lover won the rock category and i was just like wait <laughs> what like like don't don't get me wrong big taylor swift fan not not talking smack at all but it's just you know i i think i don't know it's 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 tough and unfortunately for bands to grow like you have to change and you have to evolve and uh you know for us we did not make a record because we thought we wanted to make more money because right. if we wanted to make more money we would just go make the same record that we think everybody wants to hear um and that would be the true definition of selling out as a band is making a record dishonest to what you want to make i agree uh as opposed to, because you think it'll make you more successful more money right um and i think for us like it's already the pressure has already opened up so many doors for us um you know we got our first plays on octane um you know we, we've been looked at for some some cool tours that are really out outside the realm oh. uh we have a song going to actual radio like yeah. th there's just a lot of different stuff and radio is not the end game because at the at the end of the day like there are bands with number one songs that can't pull 200 kids in a city a night you know what i mean right. so it's not that the, a radio is not the end all be all but um just growing and expanding and and, and finding ways and i'm really not you know I think Halsey is like doing a song with Bring Me. So maybe that's the closest thing that uh, that comes to pop stars coming over to the heavy world. But yeah, even then, <laughs> even then, it's it's tough. Yeah. And that's I think that's where I was going with it. And it's so funny to even think like right now, I don't even really consider Bring Me the Horizon a scene band anymore because of the style they're putting out. But they can 
come back at any point. And they could have, just like you said, you could put out the heaviest album you guys have put out so far, you know, the next one, if you wanted to. And they can do the exact same thing. Yeah. And that's what, and it makes it more special, too. You know, they just put out that song called Ludens. Yeah. Uh, and it's got this killer riff in the middle of it. And, like, I even read Bring Me the Horizon comments. That's how bad of a comment <laughs> reader I am. But just, like, seeing everybody just gawk over the, you know, 45 seconds in the song and, like, the rest of the song is also phenomenal, but it's just crazy how many people are just like looking for that sliver of heavy in, in music or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. What about you, Brendan? Um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's really sick that, you know, a lot of bands can cross over. I know I prevail is doing a lot of different things too. So, so I think you know, like, you know, maybe a little bit down the road that metal gets a little bit more edgy again. So, you know, you never know. Do you guys know, like right now, obviously, you know, Pressure came out at the end of August of this year. So you guys are still, it's December. It really hasn't been that long. You guys have a headlining tour that you just did. You're going to be headlining overseas as well. But in the back of your minds, have you guys already started thinking about that new music? Have you started a direction or a pathway that you guys are looking towards? I have four songs done for our next record, wow. and one of them has what I think is the heaviest part we've ever had in it. So, damn, I'll say that. Okay, all right. <laughs> Cody, do you normally start all the songwriting, or do you guys are you guys writing in parallel? Uh, no, I normally come in with a majority of the songs done, and we'll kind of tweak as we go. Uh, when we go to record them, um, we'll just kind of I'll finish the song, send it to the guys, see what they think take notes take ideas um whatever that may be but yeah i I start uh i've started a majority of the songs very cool well that'll give that'll give people something to look forward to for sure so let's go ahead i don't want to take up too much more of your time and apparently i'm stuttering all over the place now so let's take a couple of questions from fans i want to do something a little bit different tonight that i don't normally get to do but you guys have so many fans out there that i thought this was very appropriate so i wanted to ask a question from cody he just wanted to know, is there a specific person or group that still helps you to this day where if you guys need specific advice, whether it's something to do with production or it's something to do with songwriting or anything of that nature, is there anyone that you guys normally lean on for that? Um, I, I feel like I, I talk with Jeremy quite a bit and, you know, being we're from the same hometown and, um, you know, obviously they're, they're massive, but yep. it's. I feel like, you know, I, I'll always bounce like song ideas off them or we'll talk about production stuff or things that we think are cool that other bands did or whatever. So he's probably who I talk the most with as far as someone that I can maybe like a, a cool meter, if you will. Just <laughs> is, is this cool? If yeah. Does this work? Maybe is what I'm trying to say. Sure. What about you, Britton? Um, actually, like, I think all the guys in the band, we all bounce off of each other. I'm definitely Cody's one of the best experienced writers with us. So I would definitely kind of look for Cody's guidance most of the time. All right. Let's move on to Andrew's question. He wonders what the best way to find other musicians. How do you know when you can really trust someone and that they're serious and that they're serious about devoting the time to music? Uh, I would probably have to go with social media as shady as that sounds. There you go. All right. Uh, that's a really great place to to meet people that maybe you're not directly connected with. Yeah. 
Um, you know, a lot of people post videos of them playing guitar or drums or vocals or whatever. And I think if I were to start a band from scratch these days, I would probably just start pulling people from Instagram and be like, <laughs> yo, you're sick. You want to be in a band? There you or, go. Yeah. I think it's important to make yourself uh, not known, but be present at local shows and, you know, talk to the bands that are there and you just never know who you're going to meet. Like our band is literally a super group of people from like Leesburg, Florida and like the surrounding scenes. We like Britain was from another band. Steven was from another band. Seth and I were from another band. Right. Chris is from another band. So we kind of just pulled together after all of our bands were kind of in different places. And we we're just like, let's just, let's just pull everyone that we think is sick from, from the scene and start a super band. So that's how we did it. There we go. And then lastly, we'll go with CJ. And this is a very specific question, so I don't know if this is going to work or not. But he wanted to know that in the song Low, obviously your first single from Pressure, did that have a reference in it to Stitch and the River? Yes, it did. It says, uh, what does it say? It's the second verse. Yeah. Burning bridges, ripping stitches out uh, to drown the pain is a back reference to Stitch when it says rip the stitch out. Uh, and then it says, let the river run and bury me beneath it all. So basically that is all tying together, saying like all of these events that I've written around about for the past, you know, two or three years, it like really all is like cutting down to this place where you're just like the reason that I feel the way that I do is because I'm just like holding all this stuff in and just like, and you're just, it all surmounts to one thing and that's basically that song. There we go. That's a good catch though. Yeah, CJ. <laughs> great catch. Way to be a music nerd there. That was great. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is the perfect place to end tonight. So, guys, I just want to thank you, Cody and Britton. That was really fun. I've been wanting to have you guys on for years, so it's great to be able to have the chance to do that. I'm going to have links in the description of the episode so that people can follow you on social media and they can you know, hopefully get tickets for your next tour and just follow everything you guys are doing. But until then, is there a best way for people to support you guys? Uh, I just... Keep coming out to shows. Uh, you know, all of our handles were at Wage War. Wagewarband.com is where you mm -hmm. can stay the most, uh, the most in tune. And thank you guys for for having us and listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Britton. Yeah, yeah. Come on down. Have have fun at the shows. Um, we'll be actually probably in Europe soon. So if any of the European guys, good guys listening, come out and have fun. There you go. Well, based on my Spotify Wrapped. There are lots of countries that listen to this. So hopefully that will Alrighty. get to the right people. So guys, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've been a fan for a really long time. So it's just a really great chance to, you know, shoot the shit with you guys and learn a little bit about your personalities. So once again, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. We appreciate it. Yep, thank you.